Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hi there. Just before we get into this particular episode and this interview, I want to give you a little bit of a foreword about this particular interview. Some of you may be wondering why we would be interviewing somebody who is not at the elite level, somebody who is not in the professional game. Well, if you listen carefully to this gentleman's interview you may well find if you dig a little deeper that this gentleman is a living example of somebody who is a leader this gentleman exemplifies something that i would call servant leadership and if you care to dig into literature and you care to do some analysis of leadership and management and coaching even you will find that there is a an aspect called servant leadership and the greatest leaders are often the greatest servers. And that is what you will find where, when you listen to this gentleman. He is also an example of somebody who works tireless, tirelessly in his own time in non-league football. And one of the things that I'm certainly passionate about and we're passionate about at Leader Manager Coach is giving a voice and giving an airing and providing support for football across all areas whether that's grassroots that's non-league or the professional game and in today's episode we certainly focus on the fantastic and wonderful aspect of football certainly in the uk of non-league football and here's somebody who is a first class leader as i say they may not be uh, a, a household name in professional football but if you listen carefully you can take some fantastic and valuable lessons from this gentleman's work. Enjoy the interview. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Leader Manager Coach Podcast. Welcome along. It's Rob Riles welcoming you along to another program. Now we're going to get straight into it and um, I'm actually recording this in, in the UK and I'm talking to uh, somebody who um, I befriended a good few years ago and it's one of those situations where we lost touch and the gentleman involved who I'll introduce you to in a moment got back in touch with me and said, um, hey, how are you doing? You know, do you remember when we used to um, be involved in, in non-league football? And um, of course, I kind of remembered who he was straight away. Strangely enough, found out I'd still got his contact details and um, we had a chat and I really respected this gentleman at the time and um, I certainly respect him for getting back in touch with me and touching base and it's been great. We've had a little chat and it's it's been great to to, um, to just revisit a few things. But um, what I wanted to do on today's programme is I want to give a perspective um, and or take the spotlight, if you like, away from elite football and um, to shine it on, um, not quite grassroots, but the non-league side of the game. And uh, for many of you out there, many listeners out there, if you are in the UK, certainly, or even if you're abroad, you know, the non-league um, thing is is big. Um, it, it's where many players cut the teeth. 
uh, it, it's a great area of development and if you're involved in it you will understand the passion that people have for it and if there's an example of somebody who demonstrates by how they live their life uh, in terms of the time they give to non-league football it's this gentleman and um, I'd like to introduce him, introduce him to you so uh, it's Matt Smith hi Matt oh hi Rob how are you doing mate uh, I'm I'm okay, mate. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm absolutely great. Um, so let's just get a little bit of um, perspective for the listeners. Um, just tell us a little bit about your involvement. Uh, just kind of your role, really, in non-league football to start with. Um, currently, um, I'm on the committee at um, All Saints Town Football Club, um, which is a, a a general role in in. Um, and I can imagine as many roles are in um, in all clubs. It's um, at a non-league level, you have uh, many tasks. Um, mainly um, on a match day, uh, when it when we get back round to them, I um, I'm, I run the bar um, on the first team games. Yeah. Um, generally, that's my main role on it on a match day. Yeah. So. Obviously, when let let me go back because I, I and you'll probably remember better than me. Um, I met you probably uh, I don't know how many years ago. I lose track. Um, within the last ten, probably ten years ago, eight years ago, seven years ago. Yeah, can't remember. Um, I was I was trying to have a have a, um, a remember to how many years ago it was actually. And what astounded me, Matt, about you was your. Yeah, I'm not trying to embarrass you. It is your commitment and the demonstrated by the time that you put into it, into the club, and you just didn't do one role. You kind of just did everything that needed doing. And in the team that I was involved in, you kind of held it all together because you did all the little things that are necessary that a lot of people don't want to do or don't even realise need doing. Um, so apart from you know your, your bar work and, and running that side of it uh, are you still doing the other the other bits and pieces um not so much now um obviously um when we worked together we um i was the reserve team secretary at the time um, and i've always thought and, and i always tried to do it was to was to let the the manager manage and yeah. worry about his players um, and his and to pick the team on the Saturday and to worry about the game, and I would take care of the rest of it, i.e. kit, subs, etc., and and things like that. That was um, you know, and still to this day, I think that's how it should be. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I think managers, coaches should concentrate on what they do best. Yeah. Um, at yeah. the end of the day, I mean that is a, a very. I have to say. That is a very rare insight, um, even though people do help out and people contribute. Uh, a lot of people get involved in football because they love the football side of it. And I think it's there's no other, there's not many other things in the world or the map that people haven't got, have got as many opinions on as, as football, which is why, oh, we, no. why we love it. And if I remember rightly, when I was coaching the, the particular team at All Sage, you did virtually everything else and and now i think back it did feel like that that um it wasn't for a great length of time but it was it was so easy to uh to do what needed to be done um is that something that you kind of 
picked up by being a coach yourself or doing a bit of management or is that something you just found came to you naturally that way of working no it, it came naturally i've all you know i've always um done as, as a job administrative work so um i you know i took to being a um the secretary of, of, of the reserve team quite easily um and it's like I say, it's always something that I've um, I've always felt, uh, you know, comfortable doing. Yeah. And um, yeah. generally, like I say, always left the manager to um, and coach to, to worry about their side of the things. And, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and me to worry about my job at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. Because I, it's it. Uh, yeah. And as well as that matter, you know, and this is something I've highlighted before. And um, I think this is a great point and it needs bringing out is that, uh, in in Legacy, which is the fantastic book about the All Blacks, uh, about the culture of the All Blacks and why the All Blacks are such an astounding success or have been such an astounding success over many generations. Uh, the Legacy, the first chapter in Legacy is called Sweeping the Sheds, which is about how the All Blacks won the world, the Rugby World Cup, yet still maintain their habits of sweeping the dressing room. Um, and I'm talking to a man now who's not averse to picking up a, a dustpan and brush your mat and uh, making no. sure that, that, you know. Um, so, and again, uh, that's a part of the of football that, that uh, somebody has to do. And um, there, there is not a great deal of money going in your pocket, Matt, is there? In fact, you're probably paying the club for the privilege of doing it, aren't you, mate? So, yeah, certainly. Um, you know, it's um, all, all the roles... Um, you know, not just at all, Sager, but will for for any of the non league clubs will be voluntary. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and that's how that and you know, and that's how um, the clubs rely, mm. you know, mm. on, on surviving really at the, at the end of the day. So, how long is it? How long have you been involved in 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 non league football, Matt? Whether that's all Sager or, or anybody else, or is all Sager your only club? No, and and, and um, I started essentially. Um, we started a. Um, being a good friend of mine, um, Eddie Forrester started um, a team on a uh, on a on a Saturday in 2006. We started um, in the Crew and District League, um, yeah. and we played we played in that league for three years. And the opportunity then came to um, to come down to All Sager as their reserve side, um, of which we did. Um, Together with with Eddie, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, managing it for another couple of years. Um, he then had um, other commitments um, with his son um, playing at Stoke and things that he couldn't commit to doing it. So, um, and from then on, we've uh, we had a succession yeah. of um, of managers, and it's probably over only the last um, the last few years now that we've had a, a settled. Um, reserve team yeah. management as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, so. You've been there a good while, and you've just yeah. just so the um, people who listen to this know um, you, you've not also been averse to pulling your shorts on and putting your boots on, Matt. Have you either? No, no. I following uh, when we when we first started the Saturday team, you know, was essentially was as um, I was involved as a player. Um, that probably came generally to an end. Um, maybe around six or seven years ago, um, 
but there, um, I have made the odd flitting appearance in <laughs> in, uh, in the years since. Right, out of necessity, is that when somebody says "wish you ought"? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, um, it was difficult times. You came in at a difficult time, didn't you? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, with the team, and it's um, it's a thankless task um, trying to find players, especially when management changes. You know. Through you know current yeah. in the current season you know the sort of yeah. halfway through so um, it's always difficult and and again that you know um, that's what I've all, always believed if I can help out um, in any way shape or form I would um, I would do. Do you ever do you, have you ever in that time uh, felt felt like this is my last season I've had enough you know I'm absolutely brassed off with it and I'm doing all this or have you never got have you never had that 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 kind of emotion towards it. Yeah, I've yeah, I felt obviously I didn't I've not um, I've not been the reserve team secretary now for probably for about three years. Right. Um and I think it was about two thousand seventeen we had a um a change of manager who then brought a team from an, another club in um right. when and a group of players. So um they had their um backroom staff including the secretary right um i was happy to stand down having done it for a few years with changes of of um, managers um that i just felt the time was right really right. um right. i mean knowing the people who were coming in and um, that same um, i mean obviously um when we played against um against their previous teams um you know and I, I knew they could do the job and yes. i was happy um, yeah. i was yeah. happy to really push control really yeah yeah okay so there's a lot of people listening to this not a lot of people because a lot of people who are involved in football won't necessarily think like that but you know there may be a good few people listening to this again why do you do all that? You know, people understand why people work and people understand why people get paid and people understand why everybody, you know, people aspire to be pro coaches or pro managers or professional players or, you know, and climb the ladder and all the rest of it for obvious reasons. Um, but a lot of people can't, can't, won't grasp why somebody would do what you do for the length of time you do it. Cause you're a young, you know, you're not, you're not sometimes, I mean, look, I've been involved in non-league football enough to know that um, clubs like All Sager, clubs like Newcastle Town, clubs like Bakeup and all the rest of the thousands of clubs that make up the, the ladder, that they exist on you know, the goodwill of, of a group of people. And, and you will be, Matt, won't you, one of the, or certainly have been one of the younger ones, if not still one of the younger ones now, because it's the, it's the older generation who have got a little bit more time who use it for the social life and, and, and enjoy the camaraderie and do have a drink on a Saturday. Um, they That's what the football club is to them, isn't it? It's part of their their life. Um, now with you, you are, you know, you aren't quite in that generation. Well, you're certainly not. Um, so, you, you know, you are an outlier really, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I will say the majority of the um, the volunteers are all sage, um, taken away from obviously the... Um, the, the 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 team management mm, side mm. um are you know sixty plus mm, um mm. and we have some in seventies and um funnily enough um, it was a funeral today of of um, one of the old volunteers who'd um who you know committed around forty years worth wow. of service who there. was that Matt um it was um, George Yates right. and 
you know, it, it, it just, we're always, you know, always on the lookout for um, any additional help where, mm. wherever possible, because it is, um, you know, people don't, don't get any younger and it's, um, it's mm. difficult. I mean, I've, I've um, tried to help out when I've, um, in, in current times, um, because I've, um, I've been furloughed, so I've, I've, um, try to go and, and help on, you know, when, when we get together on a, on a Tuesday and a Friday, yeah. um, to, e- to ease the burden, um, a little yeah. bit. Um, plus it, it's, it, you know, it's enjoyable. You, you do essentially yeah. for the love of the game. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, and for the, you know, camaraderie, yeah. um, that, that we, we do have down there. Absolutely. What? Okay. Have you got a have you got a special have you got a favourite memory or a favourite time even if it's not one incident is it a particular time when you know you look back uh, and think wow you know that that was really enjoyable or or is it just the whole lot of it in football in in general or yeah just club? looking back at the club at your time at all stages the time when you think you know that was that was a good time um, anything that's like that. Um, Generally, I mean, generally they've 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 all you know each year's been been okay. Um, I wouldn't say I have a standout moment. Um, it's it's been difficult if you if you look at on on league placings as you know as I was so you know really only involved um, on a week to week basis mm-hmm. for the reserve team um, that we've you know, for a good few years struggled, um, you know, maintained our position, but um you know, there wasn't there wasn't a great deal of success. Um that has you know has, has come particularly in the last couple of years. I mean the reserve team um when the season was curtailed um yeah. in March we're actually sitting second in the league and um in in three or four cup yeah. semi finals. So um, it's probably the most they've been the most successful since I was not involved as a secretary. That's just typical, so Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't know what that says, but um, you know, um, no, nah, I don't. I don't so much have a standout moment. I have, you know, I have. I, it's nice to see, you know, currently we've um, there's a couple of lads who are playing for the reserves who've um, been involved in the youth teams yeah. um, in yeah. year, you know in years gone by. So years it's nice by. to see their progression yeah. because you know. That's what it's ultimately about, really. Absolutely. Um, you know, working their way up. Yeah, absolutely. And it's as much as it's uncommon in the pro game to see a, a, a boy, uh, let's, you know, you should say boys and girls these days, but we'll say, you know, a boy at a club who goes, who is in the academy and then, and then goes into the first team and stays at, at the club. Um, you know, th- there's, there's probably just as few in in non-league, isn't isn't there? In fact, there's probably less because um, people move about so so much, don't they, Matt? In, in non-league football, um, yeah. You know, depending on sponsors and if there's a you know a few quid in wages, is a lot is a, is a big is a big thing for people who pay for it, play for a, a few quid a week, isn't it for your expenses? You it, know, people will a, do that. It is, yeah, certainly. I mean, um, from obviously from my experience. Um, you know, people will move around for you know a small increase in, in wages. Um, obviously, there'll always be other other yeah. in, um, circumstances where that will affect their decisions. But um, yeah, the, the days of um, of one player clubs um, are few and far between um, nowadays. Have you ever 
when you were when you were working on on the football side, if you like, or the secretarial side, and I know you've been completely frank about it and said. Uh, I let the managers, coaches do their bit, and I kind of just did all the bits in between. Has there been a few times when you've thought, I wouldn't have been doing that, that's all right, load of rubbish that is. <laughs> Has it been yeah. again? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's only human to have an opinion um, on, you know, on, on things and having, you know, I was I was there, you know, at 99% of the game, so, you know, you, you, you would see... Um, you yeah. see the team week in, week out, um, and you know, and, and like I say, it's um, it's only human nature to have an, to Absolutely. have an opinion. Absolutely, um, and every, and everybody has one, don't they, regarding who football. should be playing, etc. Yeah, I mean, I I look back at my time at All Sage, and I'll be completely frank about it, uh, Matt. I would say that working with the re- the reserve side was when it was the. Uh, when I was, you know, the head coach of the reserve side, that was the yeah. best part of of the time at Matamas All Sage for me personally. Um, yeah. uh, working with the first team wasn't ever wasn't easy at that particular time. Uh, it wasn't stable, um, and you know, working. I don't think there was a good fit between me and um, the other guy that I worked with at at All Sage with the reserves which you get often, you know, it doesn't mean anybody's at yeah. fault. It just wasn't a good fit. Um, I don't think we saw things the same way uh, at all. Um, but, you know, I do respect very much that there was uh, a lot of potential there. And one person I have got a lot of respect for as well as yourself, Mark, because I only I didn't get to know everybody, but um, it certainly is the man we've already spoken about. That's Terry. Um, you know, He's an absolute icon in in non-league football in Staffordshire, isn't he? He's he's if he's not, he's one of the most well-known people. Um, and uh, there aren't many people who who don't know Terry and haven't got a story about him. That's about right, isn't it? No, he. Um, I mean, he's he is hundred percent, and you know he devotes um, endless amounts of time. Um, whether that be down at the ground, um, you know, going to training, picking players up, or you know, organising every aspect of the football club. Yeah. Um, sometimes with very little help. Um, yeah. You know, he he's got a, you know a little bit more help now than um, than, in, than in previous years. Um, in, in all fairness, but yeah, the he's um, you know he's. He's he's been chairman or is chairman. He's um, he's treasurer. You know he's fundraiser. Yeah. He's been manager. You know all you know all at the same time. So yeah. um, you know um, it's hats off to him because ultimately without without him um, there yeah. wouldn't there, there would be no um, the, the, no old age of town. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right, and I think that yeah. goes for a lot of other places as well. Um, there's people like Terry who who are few and far between. Let, let's let's be honest, but um, are responsible for the 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 continuation of of, of organisations like, like this that that you know are the fabric of, of of football beyond beyond the professional world. Which is um, you know if you see some of these grounds and, and fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, absolutely top man. I've got an, I think probably everybody a couple of things about Terry I've got this image of Terry leaning watching a game behind the goal leaning on the yeah. <laughs> on the boards 
and I can just see him shaking his head, Matt. Are, are you, with, are you yeah. with me? There's no words called that's out changed. of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. We haven't changed whatsoever. <laughs> and um, I remember when I was coach, um, I don't know, I signed up for some sweep or where you put money in every week to to win so much, you know, kind of thing. And um, yeah. And he said, um, I think I might have won one week, but I wasn't, I don't know, I hadn't picked me winnings up or something. And um he said he put he, he puts his hand in his pocket. He said, "Oh, I just haven't got any change on me." <laughs> kind of thing at the minute. And and it, yes, I just have that. And uh, I said, "I think the day that I walk out of here, Terry, five pound richer, will 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 be the day that you're not here." He said, "You're absolutely right." <laughs> and I knew from that day I was never going to get me money. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely fantastic. So. Just on a perhaps a little bit more of a, a philosophical note, where do you see as somebody who's been in the game, you know, non-league for all these years and all the challenges and blimey, the COVID thing must have been a horrendous challenge for non-league football. Um, where, where do you see the game going? Because, you know, there's so many people who say, you know, people have got so much else in their lives now that Saturdays aren't that certainly not that sacrosanct thing where you know the, the men go off and play football on a Saturday afternoon or even a Sunday morning anymore it's just not just not the given is it no um, I've, I've seen it over, over the years um, both yeah both Saturdays you know and, and Sundays you know I think when I first started playing at the you know at the age of 18 it, it was you know jobs were Monday to Friday Um now that isn't the case. It's you know your working week can be anything you know over seven days. Yeah, um, and certainly, obviously, the, like I say, the, the non-league level, um, you, you're not earning mass, massive money. So, um, you know, so sometimes you've obviously got to put your your family life first, and mm. and, um, and and you have to go to work. Um, but I will say as well, I think I think the the, the commitment isn't isn't there as as it should be, or certainly has been over the years. Um, you know, a willingness to train and and, and to learn. Um, I don't see that uh, that desire as much, um, and certainly as we touched on before, um, players are very quick to to move club to club. Um, just for the, for the sake of you know a, a few extra extra pounds in yeah. in their in mm. their expenses um, and, and you know to some degree I, d- I don't um, I don't blame them but you have to, you know you have to take other factors into it you know with the, yeah. it is uh, is the move you're making maybe playing at a higher level and you know is it somewhere where you're going to get the same amount of games or are you just going as a as a fringe player mm. um, and are you happy then to just pick up a little bit extra money just to generally sit on the mm. bench um, you know um, to me I think it, you should always strive to be playing and now, but I wouldn't knock anybody for trying to play at a higher level than no. making that move up I don't think there's um, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't level any criticism at anybody to go and do that no. um, but but it's changing, you know. There's there's money creeping in uh, um, at grassroots level on a Sunday nowadays. Yeah, there is. Um, you know, there's there's money creeping in at the reserve team level um, in nowadays. Where the where the you know when certainly when I first started, it was unheard of. Um, 
so that that always or, or will always cause you know a strength the further up you go or mm. um up the ladder and you know when somebody could earn the same amount of money to play in the Staffordshire County Senior League to travel a maximum of you know 20 miles yes. um why are you going to travel yeah. traveling in the northwest county yeah. to travel maybe 50 miles um, and be away all day you know, yeah 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 it, um with, a, with possibly then you know a greater emphasis on them wanting to train and things mm. um it, it's it's difficult for clubs such yeah. as you know at the sides of all sage and um, you know to compete yeah and there needs to be a lot of thought into you know uh, raising the funds around that doesn't the matter uh, regarding the bar regarding any some social events to, to get a culture around the club that uh, sustains it financially as well as from a, a social point of view yeah it's i mean it's ever increasingly difficult year you know year on year and you know as we touched upon with terry you know he you know he helps out financially as well um yeah, yeah. you know more more so than what than what he should do yeah. um but he does it because he loves the club, yeah. and um, you know he he he, would, he doesn't want to see it yeah. um, it go under. But yeah, I mean we won't be any different than any other you no, know or many other clubs mm. really. Certainly mm. um, in the in the current climate, um, will um, will be interesting to see. I mean, the, you know you, you read in the press of how difficult it may be for professional clubs. Um, to survive um and i think that could you know that could catapult down you know down the ladder as well yeah yeah um whilst there's um whilst they're not getting any supporters allowed into into grounds um you know seasons can't commence and um you know there is um it's proving ever you know increasingly difficult to raise the funds that um that clubs need to survive each year yeah, absolutely. Uh, particularly challenging time at the moment with, w- with everything you said in the situation, isn't it, mate? So um, it's yeah. uh, magnified at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, there's obviously additional costs that have come in to get yourself, um, you know, um, COVID secure, um, to get yourself in a position where you can get people back into the ground. Um, and like I say, we were doing that last week and um, in around the ground, you know, installing the sanitizers. Um, it's it, you know at numerous places. So you know, doing that, the, what's what's doing the ruling the then, Matt? Just what's the ruling right now as regards people coming in to watch the game? Currently, I mean, um, from all in in all stages um, position, the Northwest Counties League have, have set a provisional and a hopeful date of um, I think the third of October to commence fixtures. Right. Um, with with um, with people allowed into um, into the grounds from there, but. I think um, all along the um, the non-league ladder, there is um, there's a you know a consensus that the um, clubs can't cannot commence their league fixtures until um, supporters are, are allowed into um, yeah, yeah. yeah into the ground um, and you know I think um, I think there's some there's some um, updates due. Um, Quite soon, I think. Really, um, yeah. as regards to, I know there's been talk of a potential percentage of capacity um, being allowed, and and then that may be increasing as um, as as you go along, you yeah. know, from month to month, maybe. Um, Just see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, there's um, 
there is, you know, there's FA competitions at the beginning of September, which are likely to be played behind closed doors. Right. Um, but if, you know, even before that, you, you know, we would clubs would have um, pre-season friendlies to you know, against professional opposition to raise funds to get people through the gates. Yes. Um, to prepare them for the season, mm. which all, all just hasn't, um, yeah, hasn't, hasn't been possible. Hasn't been yeah. So everything, you know, is, is currently behind closed doors. Yeah. So just so that people know a little bit about All Sage, you've got um, obviously a first team, uh, you've got a reserve team. Um, we've talked about youth teams. Have you still got an associated youth set up at All Sage? Because that was, there were feeder, feeder teams when I was there. Um, it, it yeah. did all right, actually. You've still got that. That's still the case, is it? Um, yeah, they've, um, we've, we've had... Um, a, um, a a youth team at, um, at under 16s level last year yeah. who will be obviously a year a year older. Yeah. Um, the um, the guy who's involved in in, in running them is is actually um, moving up to um, to help the first team right. um, this um, this coming season. Yeah. Um, and I believe the. Um, the guy will be running the reserve. Uh, sorry, the um, the the youth team will be the um, the ex Burnley goalkeeper uh, Brian Jensen. Oh wow! Okay, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So uh, yeah, I mean they they are um, they're involved in some in, in some regional um, competition yeah. of, of um, which I'm not massively okay with. In, in, in all honesty, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's over the last couple. I mean, they were they came in. I think last year was the first season. Um, but by all accounts, they've got um, a couple of good lads, and um, you know there was potential for them to, you know, a few players to uh, to progress, you know, up the up the framework, you know, into reserves first team. Hopefully, that yeah, is, um, because that's that what it's plan. all about. <laughs> absolutely, mate. Absolutely. So, um, well. You know, I think in this difficult time, anybody that actually has survived and has got positive uh, a viewpoint towards the future um, and is still involved and is still doing the right things, and you know, you're putting all the things in place to get people in. I think it's, uh, I think it's fantastic. I mean, from somebody who's who's played in non-league, um, who's coached in non-league and managed in non-league, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. I've had some of the best experiences. Uh, uh, traveling around I'm, I, I just love football mate and, and the people that you meet uh, absolutely first class even if you don't see them year on year you know n- you'd never forget who they are and um, no, no, no. you know uh, it's absolutely fantastic and um, you know that was one of the reasons I wanted to, to chat to you because it's so easy uh, to get carried away with match of the day and get carried away with um, you know Barcelona and all the rest of it and actually you know, it's it's the all sager towns, the Newcastle towns, the Bake Up Boroughs, the you know the Congletons, and and the everybody else in the the south of the country and the north of the country, wherever you are. That uh, actually, without that, what you know, uh, you know, what what's the point really? Because um, not everybody's going to get in and to go to Old Trafford, are they, Matt? No, no, certainly it's um, you know it's where you know um, the, it's the bread and butter football um, yeah, at is. the end at the end of the day. Um, it is. And and also can be you know a stepping stone for for somebody to make a career in the game as well. I mean we've um, we've in recent times we, um, we've had um, 
Ryan Wintle um, yeah. Ryan played, uh, played down at all at all yeah. yeah. and he's moved on to crew and yeah. Terry had uh, Tom Pope at, at Biddle Vicks yeah. um, and um, obviously he's uh, he's moved on in the game you know um, currently with Port Vale um, there is you know there is opportunity and, you know I was I was only discussing actually with Terry today he, um, sometimes players who've been released from your pro clubs it's it's a good avenue to take a step back to then you know to take it's one to take a step forward you know get themselves noticed again get themselves playing again and um and certainly to um to cut the teeth a little Absolutely. bit for the, you know Absolutely. for the younger players um playing men's football as yeah. such um, Absolutely. You, you can um, you can be a little bit um, blindsided by academy football to a certain degree um, that you need to have a little bit of um, that um, that extra, you know, the rough and tumble. Yeah, the grit, the determination, necessity. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think it ties in really well, Matt, to kind of just bring it to a close. But what you've just said there is probably a brilliant point to to kind of end on, really, in terms of talking about non-league football. um, Because two people that we've interviewed on on the podcast uh, one of them uh, Josh Gordon who uh, you know went on to, to play with Leicester City and Walsall and, and uh, yeah. you know he, he lost lost his way came out of Stoke City and, and went to play at Stafford um, and he said you know if you listen to the anybody who was listening to this wants to, to find the Josh Gordon interview and listen to Josh he talks about the fact that if it wasn't for non-league football, Matt, going through exactly what you've said, uh, he wouldn't have toughened himself up anywhere near enough to um, to compete and uh, get another chance. And obviously, more recently with yourselves, um, you've got Connor Taylor. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, I remember Connor. You know, uh, uh, a new Connor from Port Vale, and he obviously was released from Port Vale and um, as far as I know was nothing but astounding at, at, at all Sage when he, when he came to play and um, done exactly what you've intimated Matt and you know got himself uh, a pro contract at Stoke and you know you couldn't get a better example of that could you? No no certainly um, he um, yeah he I mean he, he was he stood out when he, when he played I think um, did he, he played under Andy Turner yeah yeah. Been, yeah. Um but yeah, um obviously I, I only saw him a, a few a few times, but I know he was he was um, he was highly thought of um by um, by everybody at the club and um it was you know, they only wished him wished him well on his um, on his progression, you Absolutely. know, the ladder. But just just highlights the example of what you're saying that non league can be that for, for players and uh, you playing in non league um, as a young player, you know, you should you shouldn't ever think that people aren't watching because um, people are watching. And uh, if you are good enough and you've got the determination, then um, the, you know there are the possibilities progressing. And uh, as we know, Andy's one of those uh, coaches who does does like young players, and he's done a lot for young players. So um, that was great for Connor there, I think. So uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely great, Matt. It's been absolutely great. Um, you know, you, you, I'm so pleased I've been able to highlight an example of somebody who does so much for non-league football because it is genuinely people like you that that need uh, not for your own personal glory because I know you're not like that Matt you're, far, you're as far away from that as anything I could imagine but just to highlight the fact that non-league football exists because of people like you with a genuine love for the game who give their time 
and um you know if you if you are considering being involved you know as a, as a supporter or uh, as a parent or you want to get your kids involved or as a volunteer you know as we've already talked about you know it, the social side of it is is fantastic and you will meet some fantastic people um as we've said but um Matt, it's been absolutely great chatting to you, mate. Um, I don't yes, know if there's anything too, else. You, you, don't know if there's anything else you want to you want to say before before you go. But I can't thank you enough for your time for giving us that insight um, because a lot of people don't even don't even realise what goes on. Um, so I, I, I think it's highlighted very much what uh, what happens behind the scenes to make you know to actually get get eleven players out on a on a pitch on a Saturday. Yeah, oh yes, um, it, it can be difficult um, certainly, and. Um you know, um, credit you know credit to the people you know like yourselves, your coaches, your managers who obviously were also um, giving up their time, um, which people don't see sometimes as well. You know, um, it's not just as, as, you know as easy as um, oh we're playing such and such next Saturday, see you there, and yeah. everybody meeting up and travelling together. And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. In, yeah. in getting people together, really. So yeah, um, no, absolutely. It's a, I think it's a it's a joint effort. Yeah, a labour of love. Mark, that's absolutely brilliant, mate. And um, so uh, I'd just like to thank you for your time again, mate, and um, wish you all the best for uh, for the coming season. And as strange as it might be at the start, but yeah. um, you know, thanks for your time, mate. And, and hopefully, mate, I'll catch up with you again, pal. Yeah, you too, Rob. Thank you.